Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of the We Transform show. If you wish to see the video of this episode, do click the YouTube link in the description here. Kind of mentor and mentee relations, mm. you know, we have Air Force. I mean, they are lifelong relations. Yeah. So uh, they are unlike the uh, you know the relationship we have in the corporate. Mm-hmm. Like when we assign a uh, you know external uh, coach or a mentor, which is a time based you know goal based. uh there it is a lifelong and the mentor treats the pupil as his own son or daughter wow i would say wow. so for example i'll just give you an example when the pilot are you know they are training the younger pilots mm. so they are in the trainer aircraft mm-hmm. and whenever there is a crash so mentor always tell the mentee to you know eject out of the aircraft first wow. and then only eject wow so i mean these are really, uh, you know the culture the kind of culture uh, rich culture we have in air force i mean heads off i would say very very close this is big and this I is big mean, you know um, and again you know it it can be a second a fraction of second of delay can be mm-hmm. fatal at such if you're rejecting from an aircraft going down uh, mm-hmm. and you're choosing mm-hmm. other person to go first this is wow yeah. this is this is a spirit this is a spirit that's why uh, you know our country is proud of the services all the services yes Hello guys welcome to the We Transform show a show where we meet real life transformers and know their stories in the first person because we believe we all can transform and there is no right or wrong time for transformation and guess what we are in the new year this is a time for new beginnings start something new change that old habit do transform today our guest is quadrant leader dimple rawat retired She is an HR professional with 21 years of diverse experience in both defense as well as corporate. She is the state council member of Wiki and an avid speaker. She is passionate for any women cause and has a mission to empower, enable the women community. She delivers leadership, women empowerment and motivational talks. Dimple has served in Indian Air Force for 11 years as an SSC officer. In the forces she has worked in different portfolios including tech flight commander for the Russian missile systems for the past 8 years she's associated with Barco Electronic Systems and working as DGM HR and she has won two awards in women excellence and HR excellence as well Dimple believes in challenging the status quo and continuously upskilling the team she believes in unleashing the talent of teams working in collaborative style and giving back to the society We'll know the rest of the story from Dimple herself. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Squadron Leader Dimple Rawat to the show. Dimple, welcome to the show. First of all, Alok, thank you so much for inviting me uh, in your uh, you know platform, esteemed platform. I would say it's totally my honor and privilege to be here today and talking about my journey. You know, and it would be awesome if you know through the uh, your show we transform. I would be able to inspire. anyone to transform the life in wow. 2021 so thank you such a noble much. and you thank you so much ma'am you know the day i got connected to you on linkedin i saw your profile i was already running my show it was couple of uh, episodes down and i knew in my heart that this is the lady who has to come on my show there there are two reasons mm-hmm. one reason one is that you are from defense uh, you have armed forces background and i have a huge respect for veterans for people who have served armed forces who have stood for us 
and second you were in air force and you will know the reason why i have a soft corner for air force as well uh, so i'm so happy that you are here today i'm really delighted and i have a lot of questions to ask but i will put it in the structure otherwise you know i can ask a lot of questions in a burst so what we'll do is that we'll start with your journey tell us how your story started okay so if i have to talk about my story i think you know i have to go back you to should. my childhood alok yeah so childhood are the actually the foundation years what we become mm -hmm. finally you know so uh, we are three sisters and i am the eldest of all uh, you know we were born in mid 70s mm -hmm. from mid 70s to okay. late 70s those things alok it used to be a challenge to have three daughters oh, and yes. no son so they used to come and give my father you know free mm -hmm. advices that please save money for your daughters you know you have to uh, actually get them married but thank god my both the parents they were so they are so i would say you know visionary and they always inspired us to dream big so my father always you know used to say that you can achieve anything in your life sky is wow. the limit you have to really have you know focused approach you need to be passionate uh, for your dreams you need to have a sound education very very important and consistent hard working so you know this was the kind of atmosphere we had at home very mm -hmm. conducive and at the same time my father he was into government job we were from very middle mm -hmm. class family so my father you know we used to get trans he used to get transferred after every 4 oh. to 5 years and uh, it used to be a fun also for because we were children we used to see the new places used to uh, go to the new schools new teachers new friends we used to make but as i was growing i found you know it was a struggle also little bit challenge also because uh, uh, when i was mm -hmm. in class 6 my father he got transferred to a very small place okay. called tejpur okay. in assam so it's a remote area so 6 to 12 i did from there mm -hmm. kendra vidyalaya and when i was in 12th uh, we didn't have you know whole of the teacher staff wasn't there so hats off to those teachers who used to come from misamari a place which was 80 kilometers oh from kendra vidyalaya tejpur and then now your hats off and i am always indebted to those teachers i would say whatever i am there today is all because of their hard work so they used to come teachers so this kind of you know childhood we had and uh, then i remember um, we were very independent because of our parents so my father he used to say that you know the girls they have reached this space and you can't go to bank please do go go to bank go to post office go to market do all the jobs you know so that you become independent and that really helped all of us we three sisters we became independent quite okay. early i would say after 12th uh, i went for my engineering and i did my engineering from nagpur university babura deshmukh college mm -hmm. of engineering and uh, alok i was in i think third year when i first time i encountered uh, one advertisement you remember those days we used to have employment yes, yes. newspaper employment news i think on a thursday yeah. it used to come uh, or wednesday one once yes. in a week they were Yes. Once in a week. So somebody had kept that paper in the mm. hostel, and uh, I just took that and I checked, and there was a photograph of a woman mm. officer. So I was very fascinated seeing that, and it was written that Indian Air Force is inducting women officers in the engineering okay. branch. So you know, I saw that uh, it was looking obviously uh, nobody was there in my family from mm -hmm. defense. Dur dur tak koi bhi nahi tha, and those. It's very very few girls were there because it was I think third or fourth okay. match, so very few were there, and uh, I was looking for something you know challenging, adventurous, because as you read in my introduction also I always like challenging the mm -hmm. status quo, and 
back those days the girls were tagged as domesticated mm. and you know they were doing more of soft skill mm. kind of a job and i thought that you know my parents will be very much you know proud of me if i can make it so i really worked very hard i just read the qr the first qr was that you need to have 60% okay. aggregate in all mm-hmm. four years and in those days you know the percentage used to be a big issue i mean today everybody is scoring so much so my percentage was around 57 mm. or 59 uh, and then i really burned the midnight oil you know i will say and uh, then finally i could score more than 70% and first qr okay. i met and uh, then you know i applied for it and i went for air force combined mm. aptitude test it is called okay. fcam uh the technical uh, paper as well as your aptitude mm. exam so i cleared that also and then finally i had the ssb service selection mm-hmm. board call that's a five day comprehensive yeah. exam so day one is your psychological exam so you know if you don't mm. clear that they ask you to leave okay. that day only so fortunately i cleared that and then i was told that rest of the girls they went back and i think we were 60 or i don't remember the numbers right now so we all then you know they, from next day onwards we uh, it was a, a competition whatever you say we all competed and uh, even you know collaborated together and uh, participated in the comprehensive test and individual task then uh, panel interview lot of other uh, things and finally i cleared uh, the ssb and uh, then uh, was medical uh, medical was also mm-hmm. cleared and the final appointment letter was handed over wow. to me so uh, the journey how i you know uh, actually got the appointment letter and after that i joined indian air force as short service commission officer on 8th july or 6th july 6th july 1998 uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay right and after completing the tenure with indian air force you know i am very fortunate that i could uh, serve mother nation directly and uh, participated in both the war the kargil and the operation parakram wars and uh, operation parakram happened alok when parliament was attacked okay, in okay. 2001 definitely Yeah I, yeah i i was kind of yeah. witnessing it because i think i was in delhi at that time but i'm just wondering you know you joined the uh, commission you were commissioned into 1998 i remember those dates very clearly because mm-hmm. i guess 1999 was a kargil war right which means right yes, after yes. you got into the forces you were in the war uh, if you have done kargil yes absolutely absolutely so 99 i completed my training mm-hmm. in may and then when i moved to my first unit kargil was already on it was already you know one week was already over when i joined the unit my first wow. unit so after serving in indian air force for 11 years i went to iim calcutta for a short you know certification course mm-hmm. of 6 months i did my mba mm-hmm. in hr and i joined vendland industry as hr head for two mm-hmm. companies and later on my husband he got transferred to delhi i also came along with him and i i last 8 years i've been working with okay. barco uh one thing alok i would like to you know uh, tell you and the audience is about you know my mother so uh, we had huge impact of uh, you know my uh, our mother and uh, she passed away in 2013 mm. we lost her okay. together uh, she was very proud of us i would say she always taught us to be very kind and compassionate she used to always say that you know help the underprivileged mm. people and never ever allow the success to yes. go into your head so these were the words and when she passed away you know there we decided that uh, we three sisters we will do all the rights 
and uh, we gave her the mukhagni and i'm very sure she must be very proud of yes. us there and then you know it was there in the newspaper because haldwani is mm. a small place where the girls they do mm. the rights but we did it and i'm very sure you know my father uh, himself said no no you please go because we first we spoke to him we said that we want mm. to do it he said please do it she will be more than happy you know if somebody else doing it so go ahead so this was the uh, impact of our mother and uh, this is how is the you know the yeah, journey so far is... I got goosebumps uh, when I was listening to this uh, temple. Uh, still, I know that you know, especially being a Hindu, I understand that we uh, normally don't allow the girls to go to even to the funeral area when the where the funeral is happening. They don't go to the ghats. But you taking that step to you know standing up and doing this for your mother because out of love, you three sisters is a great example for all the ladies uh, out there. You know, the women community that this is something you you can do and you can always. uh you know do whatever your heart says is right so that's a great uh, great move so this is an incredible story dimple i think every step was uh, like a part of a movie from challenging the status quo and getting into the armed forces because nobody in your family was there uh, that was a first one to getting in and just facing a war this is all amazing full of i think full of action i must say is your story uh let me ask you that uh, you know a life of an officer then a life of an hr person and then also running a family there must be a lot of things happening in your life what has been your biggest and deepest transformation so far or if there are many okay so i look many but let's talk about two okay. major i would say uh, you know transformations uh the number one was when uh, converting or transforming from civilian to a military uniform mm. person and again after 11 years from uniform person to a corporate yes. person so i would touch on these two transformation which were the biggest in my life i would say and uh, as i told you that nobody was in defense forces uh, in my family so when i joined the training institute i did i knew mm. nothing about it that how difficult or how, how tough the training would be so uh, you know uh, the routine was it, it's a comprehensive training first of mm. all i would say where the uh, the training institute the uh, courses you know formed uh, like uh, such that it is making you a good you know leader as well as making you mentally and physically very very strong so this is the aim of the uh, course and this whole uh, you know this training is called indoctrination like in the corporate we call it induction which is this, uh, for a shorter mm. duration but indoctrination is for a okay. longer duration so you are on a four months first and then again you are doing the specialization uh, mm-hmm. training so uh, i you know i landed up there and the routine was totally packed morning we used to get okay. up at 4 4:30 we used to be in the uh, pt ground so 5 o'clock the pt used to be there but we were supposed to go before the seniors and uh, then we used to have the pt we used to come back immediately you know take bath and rush to the mess and have our breakfast and then again uh, go for the parade and okay. after we used to have the classes you know full day classes uh, from i think 8:30 or 9 o'clock till 5 o'clock the classes and <laughs> you sleep amazing the... <laughs> yeah I, let me stop you i think i'm just thinking if you ask a civilian like me to do all of this in the morning after my breakfast i'll go and sleep forget about forget about doing the classes after that oh my god it's like tough routine over there no but it's interesting you know initially you will feel that uh, that hitch and uh, but uh, afterward you become used to it because mm. actually this lesson which i learned there was your mind control your body 
I had yes. never done, you know, before joining Air Force, not even two kilometers. And after mm. being Air Force also, now I am a marathon runner. I run all the marathon, half run, uh, you know, or HL, half marathon I run. And uh, mm. those days, um, uh, we used to get the outpass. We used to call it outpass. The first mm. thing out of the uh, training institute, the premise is, if you can run 10 kilometers, then only you will get that pass. So that okay. which was given to us, shown to us, and uh, you know, uh, so seniors were also running with us, and finally we could make it. So we ran uh, ten round uh, each of one kilometer continuously, and then we went outside, and that was a treat for us. So first time wow. after uh, after uh, our training of one month, we were permitted to go outside, see the outside world, and mm. uh, so this was really you know awesome experience. And our punishment used to be, uh, I think now when I realize it, you know, everything was actually purposeful. So the punishment mm. used to be given to not single person. So we were 25 or 26, you know, brother officers and sister officers, we used to call each other in the group, uh, mm. our So mm. we were not allowed to move alone. So initially for a few months, we were moving in the whole of the, uh, you know, whole 26 or 25 of us together. And later on, once they giving us privileges then we were supposed to move we, we we can move in the squads of eight people or six people so i would like to tell you one instant what happened uh, mm. we just came for our lunch and okay. after lunch we were going back and alok it started suddenly raining and you know okay. i forgot where my raincoat was <laughs> so everybody rushed to the rooms and everyone you know got the raincoat because the class was starting in five minutes i couldn't get mm. my raincoat and okay. So, because nobody could move without me. So then, you know, uh, we reached the class, I think 20 minutes late. And uh, the instructors, they informed the seniors that your juniors, they came late and what they will do, just go and take their class. So uh, as soon as the class was over, seniors came, they said, okay, why you were late? So nobody is saying anything. You know, the team, uh, team's work and the team spirit just say, so nobody's wow. saying the name that you know dimple was late and that's why we couldn't come and uh, finally then i said Ki, okay it was my mistake and i couldn't uh, you know find my raincoat and the whole class was late so the seniors said um, they uh, they were so many i think four or five of them were there they said come on without raincoat you can't come to the class how will you go and fight the war you will st you know still look for the raincoat so today uh -huh. we will actually take out the fear of rain from you so, <laughs> yes they said okay five o'clock your class will finish 5.15. We want to see you all in the parade ground in the, you know, without raincoat, it was raining. So okay. we all you know, went there, all of 26 of us. And they said, okay, now one hour of continuous running without, you know, nonstop. And oh my God. it was you know, totally drenched. And I was feeling very bad for my course because they got punished because of me. So they said, come on, you are our sister officer. Don't worry. It's okay. And we started, you know, suddenly enjoying it because we were all running in chorus and we were singing so you know uh, there were some you know jargons uh, which we used to sing to motivate mm -hmm. us all of mm -hmm. us and uh, it was awesome experience and then do you we, remember the jargon any one of them yeah so we were saying uh, the jargons you know a lot of jargons but the favorite one touch the sky with glory okay so this was the yeah, so this is very very famous uh, jargon for air force mm -hmm. touch the sky with glory and uh, then after this, it became a norm. So anybody will be, you know, doing anything wrong, whole of the batch will be punished. Wow. 
so even we became used to it you know if you are uh, even you are uh, caught sleeping in the classroom so the professor will say the instructor will say okay go take the rifle and just hold it and have four round of the you know parade ground so that you are no more sleeping mm. you are again attentive in the class okay so lot of experience i think and you know one experience again i would like to share alo mm-hmm. uh, uh you know you are conversant with the bangalore yeah yeah i have stayed in bangalore for some time <laughs> so from our academy uh, you know we were uh, we had a march pass mm-hmm. till uh, chimney hills okay so chimney hills was around i think 17 or 18 km one side mm-hmm. so all were told that okay morning 6 o'clock we all will leave we all were wearing the overalls and uh, heavy pitu on our back okay. and then we not three rifle you know we all were carrying and uh, the armored shoes with the we were all march you know we doing the march pass sound uh, from the uh, the shoe is uh, coming mm. and then we suddenly saw we were already on the road and we saw that one car it got re- that driver was reversing the car he came and there one girl was sitting so uh, he was the father of that girl and he showed you know he wasn't sure that there are lady officers in the group mm. all of you know we all were uh, doing the march pass so he showed his daughter see there are lady officers you know this is the new career in air force you can also become one of them so it was a very proud yes. moment for all of us yes so this kind of uh, good you know uh, memories uh, i have uh, uh, for the training and uh, finally uh, it's it's a big you know big transformation i would yes. say and then doing the training in the missiles russian missiles i am trained into mm-hmm. and then uh, going into the unit fighting two wars and this was a lot of lessons which i learned from these two uh, wars and also if you talk about the second transformation so i look after completed 11 years uh, you know i was thinking uh, you know where, where to uh, what to mm. do i mean should i just go into hr uh because you know i when i joined air force the first unit i was uh, the flight commander uh for the technical i mean the technical part i was taking care but also i was the adjutant adjutant is the flight commander hr okay so our unit has 300 uh, soldiers and officers so we don't have a admin officer or hr okay. officer so one of the officer so being the lady officer so the commanding officer said you will have two officers dimple one will be you, you need to sit here and the other office would be the headquarters where uh, the hr uh, managers or hr flight commander officers so i think uh, that was a blessing for me because uh, i realized that i was very good at power of human connections hr was into my blood i would say and i i was a people leader i became a people leader mm-hmm. and uh, you have lot of chances to work for your people yes. when you are actually working on hr so there i decided that it is uh, you know uh, it is uh, this is what i want to really do i want to go into hr so as soon as i got the opportunity i joined vendelinda industries as hr head and then you know the journey continues wow fantastic i think there's so much to learn from you i think your transformation itself dimple the, when you were giving me the example of how your team got punished so i have transformed from a sales career to facilitation around 9 years back and since then i am most of the time i am talking about teams i am helping teams to become better teams and my life has been surrounding team building in in quite some way but uh, this is one of the examples which is such profound example of a team work that everybody in the team stood for you and they were not feeling sorry uh, nobody was feeling sorry they were enjoying that it is the it is the team which is getting doing it just for a raincoat everybody is taking how many rounds you said for the parade ground 10 rounds right 
more than that one, one hour, hour one hour is a long time <laughs> you do half marathon in one hour if you run fast so this is this is yeah. an incredible example of teamwork and all those people who really are listening to this show uh, would relate to it very well because there are times in everybody's life when they have played like a team it does not happen every day but yes there are moments when they have played like a team and i'm i'm going to use this example for my team building workshop for sure because this story will stay with me for a long time to come so uh remember you were talking about those two wars and we always say that you know war has lot of lessons to teach a war or a battle is not a small thing it is always a matter of life and death it is not training it is the field it is the war i'm sure there are a lot of lessons you have learned in two wars kargil and the um, the second war which happened yeah operation uh, parakram so um, if you can share some learnings from the war or some incidents which happened uh, inside that um, it would be great so alok uh, i think many lessons which i picked up uh, from there and they are very close to my heart and they will always remain they were the foundation you know year of my career mm-hmm. so when i talk about kargil uh, i had just completed my training the uh, missile missiles training and uh, when you are posted to the unit uh, alok you are not permitted you are not operational mm. you will be on on job training for the next six yes you will be assigned a mentor and you know you will be doing the testing on the uh, training missiles mm. live missiles you cannot see you cannot touch you cannot test test okay so i think first uh, nobody could have better ojt than me because all the missiles were out they were already in the yes. readiness form you know so lot of things i learned in what is actually recall plan how uh, you know the people are recalled because those days they were no mobile mm. there was even the landline were very few mm. so if you have to call one soldier back you have to call to the you know maybe one pco you have to make a call and then the pco guy will connect you the foji guy he will come and he will receive so lot of learnings were there mm. in this but uh, you know as uh, operation parakram when uh, it happened when the parliament was attacked uh, 2001 mm-hmm. december 13 uh we started activating and um, i was already the flight commander uh, for 80 people 80 people were there mm-hmm. and uh, first lesson i think which was the biggest and uh, will always remain close to my heart is uh, the what we call today is servant leadership those days it was all people leadership mm-hmm. uh, what is the position leadership so you know i had the position i was the uh, you know the gadgeted officer everything i was the flight commander but it will not work alone okay it will never work position leadership will never work it has to be the people leadership you have to earn the respect of your you know soldiers and uh, you have to lead them with example so my team they were from different you know age group uh, 19 years because uh, we used to have soldier who completed their 12th and then directly joining uh, you know air force so uh, 19 years till uh, 55 years okay. so different age group and uh, then they had not seen uh, lady officer as their boss before mm. and uh, i think uh, also the average experience of the flight was uh, we call it a flight the group uh, was around uh, 35 years and i had only 2 years of experience so then you know it was all uh, you have to lead with example and i was the first one to reach the office uh, alok you can't imagine you know what time we used to start in the morning 6:50 we used to be in the office oh my god i used to be 6:45 and uh, before my you know all the soldiers uh, should reach the office i used to be there at 6:50 but we have different time i mean we have we used to be back by 2:30 and then we used to have two days afternoon so um, and you are the last one to pack up as a leader you need to ensure that everybody has actually done their job and they are leaving and after that only you leave 
And even when the operations we are conducting in the night, I think I remember four or five nights we were there only. Mm. So we used to come back at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning uh, to our homes. So you are there, you are taking care of their welfare, the food part, because they are not going back for their dinners. So every small thing you need to really take care of them. So this was the first learning, I think. A second learning which I learned was communication, importance of communication, mm. you know, um, and the feedback. So it is said in uh, defense that if the communication is broken, you can even lose the war. Yes, and uh, that's, that's big. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very big. Impact is very big. You're right. Because, you know, we are working on the missiles and there are different teams mm -hmm. who are doing their bit and passing the missile to the, it is an assembly line, mm -hmm. right? So when we are converting, because my job was to, you know, keep the missiles, store them, maintain them, test them and convert the dead missile into the combat missiles. Okay. You know, make them for firing and give it to the launcher, you know, the uh, combat team to launch. So there, when you are working in the teams, if you don't communicate, if you don't give feedback to each other, and there is no place for failure. Huh? Your, your missile, if it is not fired, if it loses, you know, it, if it doesn't hit the target, the target can destroy us. Mm. You know, they can the runways. If you don't uh, sh shoot down the, you know, uh, the uh, aircraft of enemy. So it is that important. It's a disaster if you miss it. So in communication is uh, important. Not only I learned in the Air Force or in defense, but it is equally important in the corporate as well as our personal lives, right? If we don't communicate with our friends, with our family members, then the relationship goes for a toss. So I think that was the, even in the corporate, your team members, you need to talk to your team member, need to understand, you know, need to trust them, need to communicate uh, with them continuously yes. and work on the feedback that you receive from them, True. the peer feedback, or, you know. So uh, this was my second lesson. I think uh, third lesson I would say was uh, the uh, quick and uh, right decisions. Mm. Because you're, in the tactical field right uh, you have no time and you have to take the right decision yeah. uh, and there, how you take the right decision I think it was all because uh, you know we are very very particular we are very meticulous and uh, there is a saying uh, in defense uh, more you sweat in peace less you bleed in war yeah. that means you are continuously working the chances of failure are nil. Yes. you cannot prepare just one day before the war you have to prepare every day for the war Correct. so I would uh, yes, so Alok, these were the few learnings, I think, uh, main learnings I'm saying. Otherwise, not many learnings uh, were there. Yeah, you know, I also heard uh, one of the uh, one of the sayings that how hard did you train is a question which is like asked that was was the, what was the level of your training when you landed into a situation with to, to combat or to fight uh, and the harder mm -hmm. you train, the better it gets, you know, that I think that throws really related to each other and like Things like people management, where else will you see and uh, explore the potential of people management when there is a situation uh, which is a matter of life and death? You know, you can't you can't miss on these things. And of course, communication so important. And, and as you said, the communication, not only in the war zone, also in personal lives, also in corporate everywhere. Those who are married will totally relate to it that if you miss on a communication with your spouse, <laughs> lot of things will go south and you know you can't have any control over this so people will completely understand how critical it is i think you have got a big lesson i also heard that you met your life partner also while transferring missiles yes <laughs> before that only i think i met him in the academy only he was my senior okay and um, yeah so i met him in the academy only and he is still in the forces 
Yeah, yeah, he's serving. He's, he's serving. serving. Okay. That I think that indirectly still I'm so happy and fortunate that I am serving the mother nation. Wow. Through him. <laughs> Beautiful. I of course it's a moment of pride all the time. Great. So I think this is this is incredible to learn about your both the transformation and so much to learn from the war. I think this was completely uh, I was what I was looking for. I tell you why uh, why I'm so passionate about Air Force especially. So I had a very little touch up of how these things happen because I was in NCC and I was a cadet sergeant and I was in Air Wing. So I have I have uh, you know worked with squadron leaders and uh, those. Uh, people who take care of the NCC, they the, um, actually they come from the commission only, and I very closely learned from them uh, how things happen and how you drill, how you get up, uh, how you parade, and all of those very early in my life. But uh, I have yeah. such a soft corner yeah. for uh, uh, the the whole service which is there. Great. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> my pleasure. And you know uh, what happens in these situations of life when you go through these transitions and transformations, we have to make difficult decisions. We have to make uncomfortable decisions. So, was there a moment in your life when you took a very, very uncomfortable decision as well? Yes, Alo. Yes, definitely. So, I would uh, you know tell you uh, what happened. I had joined this company, Vanderland Industries, um, in I think. 3rd June, mm. no, 3rd January, 2011. Okay. And, uh, you know, luck would have it. My husband, he got his transferred in May. I had just completed four months with them. Okay. And I felt so bad, you know, because uh, first the company had trusted me so much and they had given me this, such a big role. And secondly, you know, I was feeling very bad for myself because I had just launched myself, you know, into the corporate world. Mm. And uh, what to do? I mean, we were so used to the campus. We were in the inside the campus there in Pune. Mm -hmm. And now I have to uh, decide to continue in uh, corporate. This means that I have to rent out a house. And my daughter was just nine years old that time. Okay. So uh, living with her alone uh, outside in a rented house, which we have not done so far because uh, we were always in the protected, secured environment, I would say. And daughter was so used to it. Mm. I mean, they are so that uh, you are not worried much you are into your job and you are coming back yeah. so you you have some good help to uh, take care of the child and then the uh, inside only there are so many activities with the children is child you know children they do so in this case um, uh, everybody at home also you know they said my parents and my in-laws everybody said that no no come come with him leave your job because you know uh, family is more important and uh, you can again pick up a job in uh, you know delhi and uh, because that time he was posted delhi, in delhi okay. and come with him yeah i couldn't sleep alok so many you know nights because i was feeling very bad that i don't want to fail without trying mm. and then i told my husband that i don't know i mean uh, i want to stay back i want to give it a try so if i don't you know if i really face problem i will join you in 3 months so but let me try so we bought a house on rent, you know, uh, in uh, Magarpatta, uh, in uh, Pune. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my daughter also, luckily, she got admission in Bishop's uh, school. Okay. And uh, everything actually, you know, fell into place. Everything. She got a bus and I, uh, my office was just hardly two kilometers from there. And I think this was a decision which I went against uh, the family members. And but uh, later on, uh, as my husband, uh, you know, he uh, came to Delhi, my parents immediately came to rescue me. <laughs> so my mother was uh, there for next, I think, seven, eight months. Okay. And uh, Feb uh, 2012, till Feb 2012, I continued with, you know, 14 months at least I continued with them. And uh, then I told them that, you know, this is the situation. You also look for a 
replacement and let me also you know uh, now move with my husband mm. and uh, finally 28th of feb i left wendelland industry and 29th feb i joined barco okay so for last almost 8 and a half or 9 years now will be i am with uh, barco wow. so it happens you know you have to make a choice sometimes and you need to take some uh, you know decision uh, the growth will never happen in comfort zone yes i i always say this so it's very important sometime to take uh, decisions uh, where you need to stand for uh, those decision which you have made and then you know uh, move ahead very true so, very true i think you know this is this so much power in this incident which you shared number one is that you stood by a commitment though you know you could have left uh, you know just four months it's okay my husband is getting transferred i and people do it uh, quite often but you had something inside you that i'm not done here yet there is more to do and i think that was holding you back and getting uncomfortable for uh, the cause which you are i think i guess it was an officer inside you which was not letting you do that and I, that that made you kind of stand to the post when it was needed so uh, alok because i also i would like to say you know the md uh, william so uh, i remember when he interviewed me and uh, he i went to the panel and on the table only he said no no we, we are hiring you please you do join at the earliest mm-hmm. so his face was also coming to you know uh, my yes. mind because they were starting they had just started the company 3 years mm. back before i joined okay. so a lot of policies were to made a lot of things were there and you know it was a time uh, for uh, you know uh, for me also personally you know to grow uh, professionally to grow because uh, i really feel that 70 20 10 principle 10% you learn in the classroom yes. 20% interaction and 70% you learn when you are thrown into the role exactly. so it i was learning a lot so it was a mutual thing but uh, yes definitely commitment uh, was above everything yes. i would say and i cannot agree more to this my life has been around experiential learning and i can totally relate to that yes we learn a lot when we are thrown in the room when we do it experientially and it always stays with us so i would really want to know a uh, dimple from you one thing is that has there been some very interesting very remarkable moments or a very funny moment which you can never forget throughout your career what would they be from defense you, you say yeah of course defense you can say definitely okay. <laughs> defense oh yes one incident i will tell you you know uh, 99 when uh, kargil was yes. on we i was new officer mm. so i bought one uh, goggle for myself you know 1700 ka and those days 1700 used to be a big Quite amount a big, yes so, yeah, so i used to go uh, to my office wearing that goggle and uh, i went to the operation uh, location ops location we used to call it mm. and there the tents were there beautiful new tents were pitched mm. so um, i was just looking around and then i saw a lot of pockets were there okay so I, yeah and uh, then i came out and uh, when i came back to my uh, you know uh, car i noted that i don't have my goggle mm. i lost it i missed it somewhere okay so uh, after this you know a look funny thing happened so uh, when operation parakram was on so again we you know pitched those tents okay so somebody was pitching the tent he just noted noticed that my goggle was there which <laughs> how many years between these two uh, it was approximately i think two, two years two years so <laughs> that's all one yes two years luck so i found that goggle but obviously that was all scratched and all but uh, it's a i think funny memory i have mm. and other memories i would say that uh, very emotional memory um, uh, when uh, you know the operation parakram was on 
So 27th or 28th of December, my husband, he, uh, you know, went to the forward location and um, I was working in my office only. And after, I think, seven, eight days, uh, uh, I went for the test and my test came positive uh, for uh, pregnancy. Oh. And yeah. So now how to communicate, how to tell my husband, how to give him this good news. Oh my God. So those days, yeah, there was no phone, no landline because he was in the, you know, border. Mm. So we had our um, communication room and he also had a communication room in the field. So I told my communication, uh, you know, soldiers, I said, I want to give one message to him. So obviously they are also there in the room. No? They cannot leave. So it was an RT. <laughs> so we had code words. Okay. <laughs> I can't write code word, but suppose my code was, word, uh, was alpha mm. and his code word was brum. Mm. So then I called him. I said, bravo, alpha calling. So he said, okay, Alpha, go ahead, Bravo calling. So then I said, you know, good news, uh, Bravo, good news. <laughs> good news. I said, one plus one. Oh my God. <laughs> so he took some time to understand, you know. And then he understood that, okay, this is a good news. And then all the other soldiers who were there in the room, they also understood. One plus one. And here also understood. <laughs> so everybody come, congratulated us. And I think, Alok, I would share one thing, you know, mothers uh, or the girls who become mother, who bear the child, who are the creator of the child, mm. they are so strong. There I realized, huh? because he wasn't there whole of the pregnancy. Okay. He used to come once in a month. And September, my daughter was born. And uh, I, I think they also started coming back uh, in September only. So um, everybody used to say, if you have a son, call him Parakram. If you have a daughter, call him or Parakram. Wow. Because of Parakram. <laughs> So I think uh, this was very, uh, I think I, I am feeling very nostalgic uh, to tell you the story. And uh, other incident, other, I just want to share one thing with you, the kind of mentor and mentee relations, mm. you know, we have Air Force. I mean, they are lifelong relations. Yeah. So uh, they are unlike the, uh, you know, the relationship we have in the corporate, mm -hmm. like when we assign an you know, external uh, coach or a mentor, which is a time-based, you know, goal-based uh, there, it is a lifelong and the mentor treats the pupil as his own son or daughter, wow. I would say. Wow. So, for example, I'll just give you an example. When the pilot are, you know, they are training the younger pilots. Mm. So, they are in the trainer aircraft mm -hmm. and whenever there is a crash. So, mentor always tell the mentee to, you know, eject out of the aircraft first oh. and then only eject. Wow. So, I mean, these are really, um, you know, the culture, the kind of culture, uh, rich culture we have. In Air Force, I mean, heads off. I would say very, very close. To my heart. This is big. And this I is big. You know, um, and again, you know, it it can be a second, a fraction of second of delay can be mm -hmm. fatal. At such, if you're rejecting from an aircraft going down, uh, mm -hmm. and you're choosing mm -hmm. other person to go first, this is wow. Yeah. This is this is the spirit. This is the spirit. That's why uh, you know our country is proud of these services. All these services. Yes. So, Dimple, this is incredible. I guess um, it's so much to know from you. Uh, what What has been your current focus? Uh, what are you doing? What are your dreams and aspirations now? Okay. I think it's a good question because, you know, apart from what I'm doing as HR, you know, uh, my own HR professional. So, I will just talk about COVID uh, for one sure. minute. You know, I always believe that crisis always give rise to a transformation, an opportunity for transformation. Yes. And uh, I have also transformed. I am on the self-discovery mode, I say uh, to everyone. Somewhere I have this, uh, I always had this dream and passion uh, to work for women empowerment, mm -hmm. enablement, inspiring women. 
I was doing it when I was in Air Force. Mm -hmm. I was officer IP. Uh, we call it uh, AFWA, is Air Force uh, Wife Welfare Association, mm -hmm. where all the women of, uh, you know, officer's wife or soldier's wife, they are the member. So as in uh, officer IC AFWA, you are counseling, you are mentoring uh, the soldier's wife and then, you know, teaching them or arranging something or other for them, mm -hmm. you know, just enabling them. I would say enabling is the right word. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for something and I, somehow I think I was uh, not able to uh, actually, you know, take uh, myself out. Okay. And um, actually this, uh, uh, you know, Corona, which is, uh, which has actually uh, shifted everything. You know, we are in this bad uh, recession, worse hit recession after World War II, yep. they're saying. But at the same time, I think everyone has, uh, you know, uh, become a little slow uh, in terms of thinking mm. that, you know, why we are existing in this, uh, you know, universe. We have to have our dreams and passions. So similarly, I thought that I have to do something. And uh, look, somebody has rightly said, when there is a will, there is a way. You have to just take the first Absolutely. step. Absolutely. You know, falling into place. So uh, first time I got an invitation, I was just thinking, and I got an invitation from SheLead platform uh, to share my story on Facebook uh, with the viewers. And there, I, you know, I spoke to, uh, I, I spoke about my whole journey, mm -hmm. you know, my struggles and my, you know, challenges and my success. And it was liked by 7.5 viewers and it reached 17,000 people. Okay. And I got very good response. You know, people, they wrote back to me that it was very inspiring. And where can we reach you? How can you guide us? So it was very, very interesting. Then same uh, platform, they again conducted a session uh, where I shared the stage with Gauri. Uh, you know, Gauri Das mm -hmm. and uh, Devjan Roy, mm -hmm. uh, two eminent uh, leaders uh, from the uh, HR fraternity. Mm -hmm. And uh, there we shared about our failures. Okay. This was the first of this kind where we talked about only, only failures. failures. You know, we tell the audience that failure is nothing, but it is just a stepping stone for success to success. It's a part of it. So, yes. And there, I think I have not looked back. Then I had a session, I conducted a session for all the housewives uh, on, you know, relationships. And I read a lot. I have done, I think, uh, three, four hundred books I have already read. Mm -hmm. So there, whatever I learned, I pick up, pick, picked up the, you know, learning from there. And I shared with the uh, group of ladies. They really liked mm -hmm. it. And then came the, you know, uh, force multiplier in my life, which was an offer from Wiki. Women Indian uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, Industries mm -hmm. uh, for the state uh, member, council member. And I immediately took that because I knew that is the way uh, where the mission of uh, Wiki was aligned to my own mission. Mm. And uh, you know, now I am collaborated. Uh, I have collaborated with them. And under that umbrella, I'm doing a lot of mm. things like mentoring and awareness with what I was telling you. Like I do, I think monthly two sessions I do with the college students okay. where we about the woman empowerment you know where it can start from and also you know uh, what are the barriers mm. and how can they actually, you know come out of those shell and we always tell everyone that it is uh, how you the upbringing what we are telling uh, what i was talking about you know uh, it's very important you, the girls have to be brought up like an individual not as girls which happened with us you know my parents they always brought me up like an individual so uh, these kind of good, you know, word, if I can inspire people, why not? Mm. And then again, we are working on a project, uh, Alok, which is uh, financial empowerment. Okay. So there, we are working with the labor office of Noida. We have taken a list from them. Okay. And now we are 
equals to these girls who have done the ITI, mm -hmm. and they are not anywhere. Okay. So uh, all the factories they have to have the apprentices. So if we can through the labor office, you know, we can place them. And my team of the interns, they have already started contacting uh, the these girls, and a few girls are very happy, okay. you know, and uh, that contacted them. And I think a lot of things, you know, uh, the senior leaders, uh, they don't want to, uh, they are not very happy to become moderator. Hmm. So that's who I think, to, uh, so Shefali Sangar, she is the, uh, the brainchild behind uh, Women with Wings. So she invited me there. She said, can you be the moderator uh, for Nirbhya's mother, Asha Ji? Okay. And uh, yes, why not? And I think that was a fantastic session, very emotional one also. Mm. And uh, there, uh, it has already crossed, I think, 6,000 and uh, reach is also again uh, 15,000. Incredible. And now everybody is looking forward to uh, come and become a moderator. So I think uh, everyone can achieve any heights. I think it is just, you need to have that passion and you need to have that focus. There are means and ways where you can achieve, actually fulfill your dreams, I would say, Anu. Sky is the limit, which my father always said. And today also, <laughs> sky is yes, the limit. Yes, and you have made it, you have proven it right, that it is possible and everybody can do it. So that is that is the biggest learning, I guess, I can extract from this, that uh, there is nothing which can stop you. Just believe in yourself, go for it, do some hard work, and, you know, uh, and have, fail, fail and learn from your failure, move on. Uh, these are these are the golden uh, nuggets which I can extract from this conversation. Uh, thank you so much for giving us time, telling us so much about your life, your learnings your from the defense, uh, from different experiences. I think this this episode is one of the richest episodes which we have in the We Transform show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Well, uh, thanks a lot for that. Thank you so much, Alok, from my side also. You have a wonderful, wonderful platform. And as I said, uh, let's, you know, transform many, many lives through We Transform. Wow. Thank you. Wow. That's a, what a blessing. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining us.